podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to another Touchline Fracas. Uh, my name is Lewis. Um, I'm joined by a fully packed cast today, represented from all areas and all angles that you could think of. Uh, we've got Jay from Chessie Hour. Welcome back, Jermaine. How are What's you doing? Going What's going on, brother? I'm all good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, just taking it easy, you know. Winter but, yeah, it's nice to have you back on, man. Yeah. Cool, cool, yeah, thanks. Uh, we got Marco. He's in, he's in. I haven't seen you since the infamous Burnley pod. And oh, is, that, is that due to your, your absence or mine? I mean, it's not a coincidence. Liverpool won today and you're seeing me today, innit? So, I, I respect like the shamelessness. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the shamelessness. Uh, and we got Elijah from Moga Mafia. But it's still not a, um, don't say anything. It's, it's <laughs> nowhere. No, it's nowhere 9 a.m. right now, okay? I can. <laughs> and uh, we got Tops joining us from Touchline Hotspur. How you doing, Tops? Yeah, good, brother. Very well, very well, thank you. Before we get started, guys, um, listen, go leave us a review on iTunes, all right? You guys have been neglecting us on the iTunes. I haven't seen a review on there since January, all right? So... If you're going to do one thing for us, go leave a review on iTunes and make it a five-star one, all right? Nothing too nothing too saucy, all right? Uh, use the hashtag TouchlineFracus uh, if any bits that you find funny, any, you know, any, any parts that you disagree with, make sure to use the hashtag. Um, and also you can join our Discord server. Uh, for uh, Listen, we went all day on Discord today. Wow. Listen, from 11.30, I was on there until well i couldn't stay for the all of the, the the liverpool game and that but geez we were going on there from what 11 30 in the morning to well uh liverpool game just finished right marco so into about yeah. nine o'clock at night yeah and they're still doing courtside right now still. and they're still doing courtside right now see listen you guys if you're gonna do anything just get on discord it's great fun especially on game weeks on the weekend it's literally an all-day thing so go go check out Discord. The server link will be in the um, in the bio. Um, and also, last not but not least, the club patrons. Make sure to join them so you can show your support, get all the extra content. You know, help help the lads out while they're making your uh, making the content that you really love. You know, just just show a little bit of love. Uh, anyway, we'll get into things. Um, we'll start with a big game today. Um, which uh, was Liverpool ship. No, I'm joking. It wasn't. It was uh, uh, Man United <laughs> Chelsea. Uh, I mean, it didn't really feel like a big game. Um, 
Borefest, really and truly. Elijah, you said before the uh, the pod that it was the most obvious nil-nil draw. Um, what was your expectations going into the game? And, you know, are, are you happy with, with a point? Uh, expectations going into the game was the fact that, so there's no Pogba, he doesn't trust Matic, it was going to be the infamous McFred duo, which always spells doom when it's a big game because there's no invention there. Um, and I think it was a case of he tried to go with the same front four that done really well against Sociedad in the first leg. So that was James, Greenwood, Fernandez, and Rashford. So that meant no place for Marshall, which based on form is completely fine. But at the end of the day, this is a big game. And the difference between Chelsea and Sociedad is that Chelsea are going to show us respect in the fact that they were not going to allow us the space to counter. And that was the main thing that James, Rashford and Fernandez really done well versus Sociedad. So ha- having that today, it was... It was just very easy to tell that we weren't going to get space in behind to do to um counter like we like to do. And with the players that we have, they are high percentage uh low output. So with Fernandez, he will do a lot of things, and it will come off sometimes. Well, will not come off a lot of the time, and then we will count on the two three times it does come off. But in, in big games, that's you're not going to get that opportunity. So we've seen it this season where he he's, he's getting chances to do things in the final third and he's basically getting it wrong. But the difference is he's not getting the chance to rectify it this time because he's not getting a lot of the ball because we can't pro- progress play well. Um, yeah, I think the only the only like shining light today is that we played with a more aggressive press, which I didn't expect. but um, And Lindelof Maguire didn't get caught out too much. But then again, I mean, Chelsea played played without pace in their front three, so it's going to be pretty easy for them in that guard. So, yeah, it was just a pretty disappointing game to feel. I, I, was, I was actually very bored watching it. Right? Even those chances where, those times when Chelsea had a chance to do something, and I was kind of like, you know what? Even if they do something, it will just wake me, wake me up a bit. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a shit game. Um, and I've just kind of clocked out the season now because there's no Pogba. Um, uh, Marshall's doing shit. I mean, our defense, we, we can't go for the title. Uh, top four. I mean, we have we have we have a tough end of the season because you still got Liverpool, Spurs, um, City. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. The the game was pretty dire, and it's just been symptomatic since the turn of the year. Basically, since that Liverpool game, it's just not been good. We've just lost our flow a bit. Mm. I mean, Bruno and Ziyech were having like an idea ball off. That was an idea ball. That was harambled. That's what that was, bro. There was a few ones where I saw Fernandez just like put put your boot for put put your boot for it, lad. You know, just whacking it up there. Go go on, Marcus. Chase after it. Go on, son. It was was quite so racist. The way he plays in big game because he'll just lump it to just a. We'll just l- lump it to reference say, Oh yeah, you're black, you're fast. Go, go, go. <laughs> I'm like, bro, man, that that's just racism. That's that, that subtle racism there, yeah. Yeah, man. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. He he t- today, but the thing is, I 
the thing is, I feel sorry for him because at the end of the day, we know what he is. So then we're trying to do this tight tactical battles and all these big games. But we know that when he gets the ball, he's got to panic and he's just going to do mad things with it. Mm. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. So is this another game for him without like a, a positive impact in a, in a big game? Um, yeah, it's becoming obviously quite the trend considering and it, it makes his record against the rest of the league even more impressive yeah. you know considering like you know his, his, how good his numbers are like in the overall picture but is, is that what you think it is with Fernandez? it's just he can't get to grips with you know um, th- th- this tactical game that you want to play and and in tight spaces he isn't, is he, he isn't particularly great yeah I, I feel like t- technically he's not amazing but I mean, in terms of ball striking, he is really good, but um, sometimes that that does let him down because he does fuck up really easy passes sometimes, which is so annoying because if he just ties up that part of the game, he'll be an incredible player. But at the end of the day, we know what he is. So then we're limiting him because we're scared of what's going to happen to us on the counter because since that Spurs game, Solskjaer's just been scared and that's all, all it's been. And I think what I think in all the games since then, there's been what? one goal in all those games and that was a penalty from Aubameyang mm. and the rest have just been nil-nils which really? is really yeah so that's interesting ju- just that Spurs game yeah, yeah so basically yeah. it was a Spurs game then we faced Chelsea then we faced Arsenal yeah so it's just the that City was nil-nil right I think yeah City yeah. was nil-nil so it's we've generally since that we've just sharp shot and the problem is now while we were winning all the small games that was fine but you're now we, we drop points Sheffield United, West Brom, mm-hmm. Everton, and it's just come back to bite us because you can't. And Arsenal, can't. don't forget Arsenal in there as well. I mean, if you count yourself, as a listen, small I, team. I very much count myself as a as a small yeah. team now. So <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, um, yeah. So if you're counted on winning all the small games, which is impossible at, at the end of the day, then you're basically. So now we actually start to need, need to win these games. So I think that's what made today even more disappointing mm-hmm. it was just the same pattern where we're just shit do you, do you think ollie was like you know quite happy with that result though i mean he did he didn't seem too disappointed after the game i mean he he smiles about everything i mean fred put a shot past the post and he was there la- laughing and smiling so mm. what that guy smiles smiles about these days just just pissed me off but i mean in terms of the big i think he feels like he's taken I think it feels like in terms of this group, he's taken them as far as he can in terms of these types of games. Because mm-hmm. I feel like now, because teams really respect us, he doesn't have the tactical nows to conjure up anything different. I feel like the only interesting tactical thing he's done in these big games was put Pogba wide left against Man City uh-huh. because he knew about Cancelo. So yeah. I think that worked pretty well. He's done back three a few times, has he? Or Not this season. Okay. He's he, he done it last season, which was pretty, like, at least was something different, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, he's shit, man. He's yeah, shit. yeah, I'm not gonna argue with there, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jermaine, um, it, it was a good chance for you guys to really put the pressure on United go, and going into the top, this like top four battle kind of thing. Um, what was you expecting going into the game, and um, what's your like thoughts on the result? Um, I kind of, I kind of knew United were gonna let us have the ball, but. They kind of surprised us today with the with the pressing. I don't, I, like they don't really do. The, I felt like the level of pressing today wasn't something that I'd seen a lot of from United like throughout the season. 
Elijah can can tell me if I'm wrong, but like they really kind of went for us today in terms of like pressing the ball. Mm. And I felt like, I don't know if Tuchel had an idea that they were going to do that because he ended up playing Kante. So you could argue that he he probably, like I don't know how, how but he expected it and, and that was the case. But I would have probably rather Jorginho in there. Not so much because um, he's better than Kante, but because I just felt like at the moment, a big part of Tuchel's success at Chelsea so far has been kind of getting these partnerships in, in the team. So like he's got Cover and, and Jorginho kind of playing well together. Um, he, he's got the back three kind of playing a bit like quite in sync, to be fair. Like over the last few games, they've looked pretty solid. Like it's not just been today, it's been against Atletico. Atletico didn't do much to be fair, but even when they needed to, to defend against Suarez or Jao Felix, they, they were dealing with them. Do you know what I mean? Like Christensen had quite a good quite a good um, few games since coming in after Thiago Silva um, got injured against Spurs. So he's he, that's been like a big theme for him, like in terms of partnerships in, in, in the team. But um, I knew we were going to try and keep the ball. We did, we did that better the second half, more than the first. I felt like the first half, it was just the perfect word to describe the first half was just sloppy. I felt like everything was just sloppy. Like nobody was holding on to the ball. Nobody could shield the ball. Hold up, like hold up play was crap passes in terms of we spoke about what Ziyech and Bruno have been doing the whole game like there was one time Ziyech didn't even look up he just played it out wide right, that was hilarious that one yeah I was <laughs> crying <laughs> I was I was just like bro like come on bro like look the up. camera panned to him and he just showed no remorse whatsoever he was just yeah, sort of like he tried to say someone, to someone should have been there yeah like, like <laughs> oh come on man you didn't even look but but um all in all I felt we Tuchel, Tuchel's done well in terms of like controlling games. Um, it, they are boring to watch. I'm not going to lie. At the moment, we are very boring to watch. But it's more so because we try and suffocate teams with possession, control, control the game, and then we try and create like two or three chances. And if we take them, obviously, we, we end up probably getting a win. Today, we could have done the same thing, I think. I think Giroud had a really good chance in the first half where he was literally like a, you know, a yard away from, from probably putting that in the back of the net. And if he scores that... I feel like it's an uphill task for United from them because I felt like I felt like we could have defended well, and they would have probably started. We we would have probably started seeing a little bit more gaps from United. Mm. But um, where they had a lot of pace on the counter, they were able to just kind of let them fall, just do their thing in the attack. And you know, McTominay, Fred, obviously Maguire, who I feel, who I think had a had a really good game today. To be fair, um, Shaw, who's been in really good form for them as well. They 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 did what they needed to do in terms of defend well. I don't think Cho had a lot of joy out on the right. He had a couple of decent balls in from 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 wing back, but um I would have liked to see him probably get at, get at them a bit more. I, I'm personally for me, I don't feel like you're gonna see the best of Cho there. People like it. A lot of the Chelsea fans have been saying that they like him at right wing back because he has got a good delivery. But for me, I just I just feel like it's kind of easy to kind of nullify a player's game there. Like once you kind of stop them kind of getting to the touchline, I don't really feel feel like there's a lot for him to do after that mm. on the right. Whereas on the left, he's able to kind of show a little bit more variation to his game and stuff like that. But um, yeah. So, really... so that's the second game in a row Cho has been pulled, yeah? Yeah, he's injured though. He got injured as well. Yeah, so. But people were saying he was faking injury. Like they, to yeah. show told him, listen, you ain't gonna embarrass me this time, son. Yeah, you slap an ice back on your on your leg. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna say this is an injury, all right? <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I think um I prefer James at right wing back anyway. I think James, even at the beginning of the season, 
when he was playing well for Chelsea and then he went to England. He, he played right wing back there as well and ended up kind of helping, you know, Trent get dragged and, you know, slapped to the bench. No, mm. he, he won't be playing for England anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> James, well, James wasn't exactly great today, was he? No, no, but James, no, James was all right. I don't think James was, was, he? was bad at all. Yeah, I, I think he came on and just did his job. He didn't really need to do anything special. Mm. Rashford, I, I felt like Rashford was... Rashford is just... Um, He's, he always looks dangerous, but, it, you know, it's like it's one of the ones where he looks like he's going to be dangerous, but he's not actually really doing anything. But he, that was that was the kind of game he had today. But obviously we know what Rashford Somewhere in Stratford, Sebi just woke up in cold sweats, man. Yeah, no, but that's Rashford, though, isn't it? Rashford, I feel like when he's on his game, he, he'll punish you. When he's, when, he's, when he's not on his game, he's just running around looking dangerous, but he's not really actually doing anything, which is what he did today, really. I, I, didn't, I didn't think like he was... I thought he, he was my main threat for me. Like, I, I was... I'm shook of Rashford. I don't like playing against Rashford, especially mm. as a Chelsea fan. I feel mm. like he always deals with us, but him, Bruno, Bruno, by the way, let me just tell you from now, that honestly, I've had my fair share to say about Bruno in the past, yeah, but... Well, like, honestly, like Ruben Loftus-Cheek could score 30 goals in Portugal, is no, that, like, like no, that? No, oh. not that. Not okay, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, but, but something else was it, was it? Stuff, yeah. like, stuff like Ruben Loftus-Cheek actually being a legit better footballer than that man. Ah, and, okay, okay. Let me tell you this from now, he uh-huh. can't ball, bro, like... I don't understand what he's doing when he's not slapping the ball in the back of the net. What what else is he doing? I don't get it, bro. Like, honestly, like, I looked at that game and I just felt to myself, if you're a United fan, all you really need is somebody composed enough on the ball to probably hurt Chelsea because they had the runners. To be fair, James isn't great, but Rashford, Greenwood, they were looking dangerous at times. I just felt like they just didn't have anybody that was even trying to look for them. Like, Bruno was getting the ball... There was one time Rashford was right next to him. He passed it. It was, a, it was literally a two, three-yard pass. And he just passed it out. Passed it off the pitch. Like, it's, it's stuff like that that just makes me think. I don't know, man. Like, I ain't can't... heard that name for a while, though. I can't lie to you. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. What's he, what's he up to these days? Hey, he's batting up at Fulham. Fashion yeah. over model. Or... He's going to survive that relegation battle. Don't... Is he? Remember I told you. Let me just check his stats out. What, 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 what do you reckon? That is a bit much. I can't lie. Nah, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. What one goal, zero assists? Let's let him cook, man. He's playing well. He's playing well, bro. Is he? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Marco Tops, let me move on to you guys because um watching that game from afar, um, I guess a point kind of suits you guys, right? It it keeps it keeps them at, it keeps both of them within within your uh you know touching distance, I, I guess. Not not so much you tops because you're, you're you're more down there with us. But um <laughs> Mar- Marco, um what what was you thinking of the game and like was you happy with the, the draw in the end? Um to be honest, I didn't watch the game at all. So I'm not gonna comment on performances. I just know the Herrera downing was playing absolutely shit. Um, and I heard that five foot Thanos was playing shit as well. So <laughs> my agenda's gonna cook on both of them too. But in terms of result and the point, how point sets up well for us, I was telling guys from Copenhagen a couple of days ago that I'm more worried about Aston Villa at the moment and Everton at the moment, who have games in hand and can overtake us because we do go to play Chelsea and Man United are a bit too far for us to catch. So it's still in our hands against Chelsea. We can beat them hopefully and go above them. Um, but with Man United, they're going to finish second comfortably, in my opinion. So they're out of the question for us. Interesting. Top so about yourself. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting game. Like uh, I was on I was on the, on the Discord with the guys, so I saw the teams and I watched the game. Um, from a Spurs perspective, I was probably looking 
that there to be a result for Man United just because looking at the table, United seem a bit too far from us at the moment and Chelsea being probably one of the teams closest to us to try and pull sort of back from that uh, top four sort of race. So in my mind, you know, with United also being a team that hasn't lost the wave, I think for like more than a year, um, I thought this could be an easy way for them to get a result. Um, That's an obscene I was kind of I was kind of buoyed by the way they set up because um, it looked like they were going to maybe try and counter-attack Chelsea. Um, but then I saw James in the team and that kind of dissipated pretty quickly. Um, I did like, I thought Chelsea done all right today, to be honest with you. Like, I knew that they would probably have a bit more of the ball. They controlled a, a bit more of it in the first half. And I felt like Cho done all right when he was out there on the right. Um, I think it was a decent-ish chance that fell to Giroud. Like, it's funny, like, it's funny what you were saying about uh, Chelsea being sloppy, Jay, because I've watched Chelsea the last few weeks with, well, last couple of weeks with, with um, Tuchel. And I feel, the one thing I always feel like with Chelsea is that, like, he's clearly got them playing a certain way. He's clearly got them keeping the ball be- maybe a bit better than they did. He's got them probably defending a bit better than they did. But the one thing that always throws me is that, like, the minute it gets into the final third, I just feel like there's just literally, there's, like, no creative freedom. There's no, like, there's no combination play. I feel like Everything that kind of progressed kind of well through like the defence and the midfield. And the minute it gets to the attackers, it's like, first of all, you have players that are not in form, you know, and then you also have players who are just not banging. So like today, when I was watching, like the only player that kind of was giving me confidence when he got on the ball was Cho. But I was watching Giroud, who's fallen over the place. Um, uh, Ziyech didn't really have a good game. Like Mal, I thought he was a bright, he's a bright spark. And it's like, when I watch Mal, I'm always... It's weird. I'm always like impressed, like by how much he tries to get on the ball and how much he tries to influence stuff. But today, I don't know. It just it just didn't really click. Cho come off, Pulisic again, a bit disappointing. Like it's, it was a funny one. You know what I, it is? I feel like with um, our final third play, yeah, especially like with someone like um, with Mount. I feel like with Mount, it's just a thing where he's always he's always like hundred miles per hour. Like he he does so much in the game, like in terms of even off the ball as well, like getting back. Um, sometimes even trying to do that two-man's job like just naturally as a player that's I think it's that's just how he is but when he gets into the final third he snatches at things way too much and it's like sometimes sometimes you'll even see like a moment of composure like he he chopped McTominay and to be fair actually McTominay blocked it so that was probably like a decent little that was a decent little bit of play from Mount in terms of in the final third but then there was another there was another chance I think with Pulisic where he's running through on goal and he and he does instead of like trying to like just hold back and, and wait for support. He just tries to shoot, slaps it over the bar. Um, it, what you said about players being closer together, that's actually something that I was shook of from Man United today because one thing that I see from Man United is that a lot of their front, front men, they, like, they kind of know how to play together. When they're, when they're feeling themselves, they know how to play together. So like Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, when they're all in co- like close proximity, they know how to do a lot of that kind of intricate play to then kind of like get a shot off and stuff like that. So like, I felt like that's what what they have is what we lack in terms of in, in the final third, which is players actually playing together, playing off each other. I still think Tuchel is not really going to have the time he wants and needs to kind of make that happen. That's why you're seeing a lot of the defensive side of the game and like the, the parts that you can probably, that are probably easier to coach in terms of like um, controlling the game because you've got players like Jorginho who already kind of know how to do that. Like, he doesn't really need to do too much coaching to make those things happen, especially in the back three as well. Like, when Thiago Silva's playing, 
I feel like Thiago Silva's kind of like a manager on the pitch as well. So definitely, definitely. Both, both sides of the game, you're going to see those develop quicker than you will the attack. I feel like the attack is something that you probably won't see flourish properly until next season because there's players like Cho himself playing on the left. You haven't even seen that yet under Tuchel. Um, Havertz playing in a false nine or even a 10. You haven't seen that under Tuchel. Um, haven't seen Havertz at all, Jay. Where the yeah, fuck is he? Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. You haven't seen Havertz, but like under Tuchel, I, I just feel like these things will will change, innit? And then even Pulisic, you haven't seen much of Pulisic either. Pulisic has been not been great, to be honest with you. Like he hasn't been a good player for us this season. Um, but again, like I'm just going off what Tuchel's done with the players already in other positions. He, I feel like it's going to be a much harder task up top. And then on top of that, some of the players he might not even really want. I don't even really know if he's feeling Ziyech like that. I don't really know if he's like obviously Pulisic was his player before, but I, I'm not too sure. I don't I don't necessarily think that means that Pulisic is a player that he wants now. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, hear that, hear that. We, we, we were having a bit of a, a debate earlier, and um, I, I I brought up the uh, the point um, that I think Pepe has had a better first season than both Ziyech and Havertz. What do you guys think? Uh, it's, a, it's a funny one. I mean... That would have been hard, though, to be fair. To be honest with you. I feel like they all... Pepe got five goals, six assists in his first season. Yeah, to be fair. I don't know how... I think Havertz, Havertz I don't know what he's on. Ziyech is like one goal, three assists. I don't know. I think Havertz... Havertz is on one and three. Yeah. Oh, Havertz on one, three, one and three as well. Yep. And so, yeah, For me, it's clear. For me, it's clear. Like... I can actually point to specific good games from Pepe, but Ziyech and Havertz. The only thing I no, said, no, 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 no. Yeah, Lewis, I think you're holding on a bit too much there, bro. Like yeah. it's not really much to compare, bro. Exactly. I mean, it's not. I just want to know who's the worst being. We because Pepe got lots and lots of slander, yeah. But we ain't heard much about Havertz, and I haven't heard much from about Ziyech either. How much? I've been fucking injured every every other game, and then yeah, when he yeah. does play, play putting fucking performance like this up. Now, it's true, but but how much did Pepe play in that first season? Uh, I think he probably started about 25 games, maybe 20, 23, 24 games. games that's a lot of games to do. Yeah, that's a lot of games, Lewis, man. That's a, lot of games. Games. So that's a different so market what? to be looking at. Why, why is Havertz not playing? Havertz is not playing because he'd be shit. No, not, not that. It's just that it, we like manager knows what he's doing, isn't he? Your manager tried to dash in a player that weren't ready and he played shit. So, therefore, he's the shitter player. Okay. He, he has, he's had the shitter season. You reckon? But, I've, I've, yeah, and them players are better than him anyway. Maybe yeah, not really. Ziyech. Maybe not Ziyech. Maybe not Ziyech. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Ziyech Maybe might not, not be. Ziyech, right. He's stuck as fooling, you know. It's not Listen, even about <laughs> Elijah. Elijah, you know what it is, yeah? With Ziyech, yeah, I just feel like when I'm watching him now, with Ziyech, I feel like, I know a lot of people talked about Pepe and, and like attitude and stuff like that, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really think it's attitude. I think just his body language, that's just how it is. But with Ziyech, we've heard about Ziyech and how Ziyech can have these these little moments where he's he's sulking and stuff like that. I, I don't... With Ziyech right now, I just don't know how... I don't know, man. I don't feel like he's proper committed at the moment. He's at Edgeware Road, Road. No, it's, it's a funny one. Right? It's going to happen. Like, he's a baller. We know, we know the type of player he is. We know the type of player he is, but then it's almost as, as if, like, on the, on the Lampard, he was given a role which suited his qualities best. But maybe under Tuchel, he's been asked to play in different types of roles. And maybe that's maybe like he hasn't really, he isn't like suited best to some of these roles. Because like today, I don't know, there were times I was watching him like in the middle there with Mount. I just felt he looked a little bit lost. 
Um, he was playing a lot under. He was playing a lot under the press. Saying the area of his having to make yeah. quick decisions. Whereas maybe under Lampard, you know, when he's on that right hand side, he's given a lot of time to kind of get the ball and spray it, kind of as More much space. as he would like, and yeah, feed those space. crosses, which he was always doing when he first started. But now it's maybe looking. At, it's looking a bit different. I'm. I'm not sure. What do you think, Jim? No, no. I agree. That the thing is, when you play out on the wing, so in a four-three-three, when you play out on the wing, you naturally get most of the space as a right winger. Mm. So Ziyech could, Ziyech could do whatever he wanted to do on the right wing. As soon as, soon as he got space, all he would do is shift it onto his left and he could do that trademark cross that he does, which nobody can lie. Like That, that ball that he's got in his locker, when it, when it comes off, it's crazy. But at the same time, it's like, like your brother says, Elijah, it's a volume thing, isn't it? So yeah. if he, keep, he can keep doing it, if you, let him, if you allow him to do it, if your team is stupid enough to allow him to do it 20 times in a game, you will concede. Because you can't allow a man with that kind of quality on his left foot to keep spamming across like that. It's like letting K like it's like letting KDB do it thirty times. Bro. You're not going to do it or Trent. You're not going to let them do it. Understand? Mm. But with um, Tuchel now, where he's in the middle, my man has to think a little bit more. Like he has to be he has to be a little bit more on his toes. You understand? Like you have to. You're going to get like barged by these men. They're going to be up your ass. Like you know what I'm saying, your touch has to be immaculate. Like you have to like, lay the ball off quicker. Do you know what I'm saying? Make space for yourself. I feel like that's probably hindering him and also the runners in front of him as well. I think he needs more runners, isn't it? Like at the moment, like today, for example, there was no Verma. So I don't really know who he'd, who he'd be looking for when he, get, when he gets his head up, really and truly. He needs runners. I wonder where I've heard that before. Uh, what I'm going to say is weed is legal in Holland, isn't it? So maybe that's just slowing his thought process a little bit. <laughs> when oh, he was sorry. able to find a bit and he was around centre midfielders that were always high and they weren't on him as quickly as the English Premier League. Check out marijuana out. expert Marco, eh? <laughs> 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 Why are not at all? Not at all. Smart. What your t-shirt say? <laughs> smart uh, or what? Smart 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 Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we'll get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms and the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 dollars a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow Hustle is an open door to levelling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the programme is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com forward slash join. When I spit bars in a ring, when I go hard, that's he doesn't take that one-on-one. They go forward and they create a little bit more. They possibly score. And then the game is now 1-0 going into half time as opposed to the 1-0 up we should be with someone like Firmino scoring. But other than that, I want to give a big shout out to Adrian and the two boys at the back, Phillips and Kabak, who are starting the, starting the game together for the first time. Um, 
and it played into well, Sheffield United's game plan played really well into their hands. They love heading the ball, they love aerial challenges, they love being combative, and that's all Sheffield United are about. So that played really well into them. Adrian did really well in goal as well, a couple of good saves, and he wasn't as nervy as he normally is. But the two main guys that I really want to shout out are the Kirby boys in Trent and Curtis Jones. There's been a lot of shit being said about Trent this year, and to me, since he's come into the squad, about him defensively, about him being generational. I'm not going to add my two pence on that. Why not? Um, I like to keep my shots to myself, in it. Really? Was you doing that when you were calling him generational? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear too much keeping it to yourself then. And let, me, let me clear that up a little bit. I said, yeah, there's certain things that make someone generational and every generational player has a standout quality that mm-hmm. puts them far and above everybody else in that category. So, for example, someone like Bukome, who changed the way number 10s operated, and that type of midfielder. Are you saying uh, Trent has changed the way right backs operated? Yeah, I think Trent That's going forward as much as he does. And I feel like Daniel Alves started it. I feel like Daniel Alves started it, and Trent has furthered it a little bit more. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> What has he done to further it more than, let's say, Alves or even Lam? Nah. Um, I feel like Alves and Lam still had their astute defensive qualities. And while Alves was amazing going forward, he didn't dictate a game quite like Trent does. And that's, that's mainly so because Messi was there. That's mainly because Messi was there. He doesn't. He's not allowed that facet of his game. But Trent is given so much responsibility where he is offered the opportunity to contribute in any way he sees fit. So, that's because you have plumbers in the midfield. That, that's yeah, more and that's, that's the circumstance, isn't it? Certain people are born... But that doesn't make him or... generational because... Marco, of no, 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 no. I'm not saying he's generational because of that. I'm saying he's just furthered it a little bit more. I'm not going to say if he's generational or not. I don't think he's generational. I feel like he's a step below generational. I feel like Trent Alexander is still a great footballer, but he's got a lot to work on, so we can't context him as generational. He's not the most amazing right back I've ever seen and at the moment I don't think he's the best right back in the Premier League so I'm not going to give him that shot I think Cancelo's done more for the right back role than Trent has yeah but again Cancelo's afforded a certain freedom that Trent Trent is afforded the whole of the right wing literally the whole of the right wing Cancelo is allowed to drift into midfield and that's mainly because of Pep Pep's tactical Mm. now has allowed Cancelo to get the best well, to perform at his best level. And what we're seeing right now is Cancelo at his best, comparing Trent at his worst. When mm. Trent was at his best, I'll compare Trent at his best to anyone in the Premier League. And I'll say he's far and above at his best than no, anyone else. No, okay, who? Who? What, Wan Bissaka? Cancelo, Cancelo, Cancelo at his best is better than Trent. Cancelo is better than Trent. Who? Cancelo at his best is better than Trent at his best. Okay, because... I don't believe that. No, 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 because what can, look, Cancelo, he can dribble. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can dribble past him, take on the man. He's got a great, he's got a great cross. He can play in midfield. Like what, take out the fact that Trent has an amazing right foot, like he can pass and cross. What is amazing about Trent in that? Okay, so basically what you're saying is individual qualities make someone... No, more impactful I, than someone no, else. No, 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 no. Okay. I am saying in their role, what what can can Cancelo can do 
is there are so many different facets to his game. Trent has one facet which is incredible. Like, there's no mm-hmm. doubt in that. Like, he's incredible. And he's far and above Cancelo in that facet, no? In that one facet, fine. Mm-hmm. But Spamming it he, from 40 yards. I mean, <laughs> Cancelo can I mean, Cancelo as, as, Huh? He has. Trent has got a really, really good cross. That's Trent what I'm saying. So if he's got a very, very good cross and Trent's only got what, like how how much better is Trent's crossing to? Yeah, if Cancelo, if Trent is saying ten, we we'll give Trent a ten. What is Cancelo? Eight defender back to back. Oh, oh yeah, here we go, man. Of course, that's far listen, in the bar. Here we go, go man. Listen, because he's spamming it in. What we're not going to do? What we're not going to do with the right back position? Yeah, is act like all of a sudden you don't have to defend. And this is what I like. No, yeah. It makes me sad. You do. Because, because if we're being, if we're keeping it a buck here, Trent isn't an all-round better right-back than even Ricardo Pereira at his best. At his best. Okay. Right. And Agreed. I'm going to disagree with that. If you put both in their best, I'm going to disagree. How can you when Ricardo Pereira is a, by far and away a better defender? Because than- he's just come back off an ACL injury, so... We have to write him off. Uh, no, but he said that he's best, no? He said no, that he's best, brother. At his best. He's, he's, he's the best two in the league. At his best. He's going to get back to that best after... But we've seen Ricardo at his best. So I think Jay, okay, what Jay is saying, what we've seen from Ricardo, what we've seen from Ricardo and what we've seen from Trent, even though I don't know if I agree or not, he's saying that that Ricardo is better than the Trent that we've seen as a holistic right back. So remember last season, before his injury, Ricardo Pereira last season was a major, major part of that Leicester team playing the way they were playing. He, in attack, he was doing everything. He was doing his job, bro. He was, he was beating players, he was drilling past players. He's got a decent cross. And going back the other way, he was actually defending, bro. Like, he's actually a very good defender. How could, Trent is not very good or even, like, what is he in defense? What, what is Trent he? Trent is an average defender. Let's average, exactly. So he's how an average defender. An how, average well, Premier League quality, defender. His attacking qualities are way better than any right back in the league, in my opinion. Uh, they're not in way better, yeah. They're not way better. He has an amazing cross, an amazing pass, but, like... Just uh, because Ricardo Pereira don't cross like Trent don't mean that Ricardo's not good in attack, bro. I'm not Trent, saying bro. he's not good in attack. I'm not saying he's not Trent good in attack, but he can't like dictate a game that... Trent Alexander did against Leicester, the 4 0. He can't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. Answer, answer me this then. Can, you remember that goal when, when Ricardo Pereira dribbled past like four or five men to then go bang and he slapped it? Yeah, he can. He can do it, but he doesn't do it on a regular basis. He doesn't do it on a regular basis. So if you can't do something on a regular basis, yeah, should I attribute that to you all the time and say, oh, oh, he does that all the time? No. Oh, regularly does this. Trent well, you want, you want Pereira to be dribbling past five man and slapping it in top bins every game or something? Well, <laughs> I want him to give me a good performance every single game and then dictate from oh, right back like Trent does every single capping. game. Cap- and then I'll say he can do it. You're capping still. You're capping no, no, still. no, 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 because Pereira Anyway, was... moving on, moving on, moving no, on. Pereira was less right wing. Who's right wing last season? You... That was it. They didn't have a right with Buck Pereira. Nah, that's a mad uh, thing. Marco's anyway, just trying to release himself from the pack. That wasn't even a main performer in it. It mm. was mainly Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones yeah. looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. His speed of thought is ridiculous. Do, do you feel Curtis Jones gets a bit disrespected in terms of like the star boy argument? Um, or do you think he's yes firmly no. like so at the I bottom feel of like the he pile? Hasn't been afforded a- same opportunities as the other star boys. Mm. Um, so when they do discredit him, it's rightfully so, in it. Like you see a lot more of Saka, you see a lot more of Greenwoods, you see a lot more of um Foden. Mm. So when Curtis Jones is being put slightly below those guys, yeah, you haven't seen enough of he hasn't got a big enough sample size for you to say he's on that level and he hasn't performed 
well, he hasn't got the performances that Sako and Foden and Greenwood have at the moment. He still mm-hmm. had really, really good performances, but his output's not great. Mm-hmm. So I understand it, innit? I understand it. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, uh, well, well, let's touch on that little uh, that segment there because we, we put out a uh, a poll which you know uh, got quite a lot of heat from uh, you don't know ball Twitter, um, which is an interesting part of social media, I guess. Uh, quite quite weird part of social media. Um, yeah, we we a couple of us we put our like uh, our our rankings out of you know out of uh, I think it was. The, the British boys, basically, Saka, Foden, um, Cho, Greenwood, and and Curtis Jones. Mm-hmm. What would um what would your rankings be? I'll start. I'll, if, I'll go through you one by one. Jay, what what would your rankings be of those five players? Mm. So currently, it would be Foden, and we're going off, we're going off based on how they're playing right now. Yeah, just who's the better player, man. All right, if I'm being honest, in terms of based on ability, I'd go Foden, Cho, Saka. I'd go Foden, Cho, Saka. No, I'll go Foden. Fucking hell. I'll go Foden, Cho, Saka. Oh, this is hard. Greenwood, Jones. Okay. Okay. Uh, Marco? That's wrong somewhere, but yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Marco, what about you? Um, Yeah, I would go... Foden, Saka, Cho, Greenwood, then Jones. I think that is the correct answer. Elijah, are you going to compound that? Uh, I'm going to go Foden, Greenwood. Um, Greenwood, what, one in 20 this season, is it? Yeah. Yep, Greenwood. Uh, <laughs> I'll go Foden, Greenwood. Ah, oh, this one's hard. I don't I'm know. not gonna lie, the Saka Cho one's hard, bro. The, you see the Saka Cho one, one is interesting because if you had said this three months ago, Ch- Chelsea fans would have laughed us out of town. Yeah, well, they yeah, did, yeah. they did, yeah, they did. They yeah. literally, they they literally did when we were when we were bigging up Saka. Nowhere near better than Cho, but uh, uh, listen, this is the thing with these arguments. Anyway, no, no one can like it, it, it's difficult because potential things can change so quickly. You know, yeah. like the way Saka has developed as a footballer over the last year or so is ridiculous. If you're yeah, looking he's at way better than even Arsenal fans thought. This is what I'm saying. If you're looking at trajectory, uh, that's why I was I'm in Iron because like if you're mm. looking at trajectory right now, if my if I was to put my money down on who was going to be, like say for example we had a time like we had to say who was going to be the most finished article, let's say in a year's time, yeah, who was going to be the, the most rounded player, I'd probably say it's going to be Saka because I just see oh Foden sorry and then Saka. Because I see Saka just like improving ridiculously. Like I'm not gonna lie, I, like I really like him this season. But there's just so many other factors as well to like say, for example, with Cho and why I still say Cho over certain players. There's still certain things I need to see more consistently. But I do agree with you. Like Saka's, I don't know, man. He's he's working harder than a lot of the other brothers, bro. Just to add to that, I think a lot. Of- what has aided his development is him playing in different positions so he can understand what players would want in that position. Um, and I'm not sure if Lewis is going to back this up, but I feel like him playing left-back has helped his chemistry with Kieran Tini and being able to know that role and understand what he would want from a left-back in that role, where he would want his left-back to be and how they interchange when they both play on the same side. 
see they really really understand each other if there's if there's one thing that i think saka has over all of them except foden well foden and saka are probably quite similar in this regard they understand football like on a net like like it's like they've been playing fo- football for 15 years like in the premier league like their their iq is ridiculous saka never makes the wrong like decision like never it. makes the wrong decision do, do, do you know what's so mad because i remember when saka started versus um man united and then i think i listened to i listened to um the pod the the pod afterwards and then I remember someone saying that Saka's decision making like he just he just always makes the right decisions and it just reminds me of Sterling when he, he was younger as well because Sterling's decision making and his IQ was so good but yeah I mean yeah I mean Saka is um, like I always had it in my head that I didn't think he would be a winger I, I had it in my head Same. that he I thought he, I, I thought, I thought like if he played centre midfield, I thought like if he grew into his body more because he was so intelligent, his passing, his creativity was so good. I thought like, but then as soon as he, as soon as he's gone to right right wing, the way he just takes on players and just takes a pass him is ridiculous. Like mm. he, he he can generally play in so many different positions, and yeah, I mean that kid is the the thing is with, the thing with Saka is like. What more can he do now except for just keep performing like this? Like, what more can he add to his game except probably he's got just... to add finishing to his game? He's still a relatively poor finisher, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he gets a lot of 1v1s and he's, he's not good at finishing 1v1s at all. Mm-hmm. He's not a good finisher at all. No, no, yeah, that's what does. I said about because I've said this about um, because I've said this about Cho as well. I feel like every time you watch Cho and he gets a time a chance to shoot, he he's always finessing it. Mm. Yeah, always it. he never slaps it. He never laces it. He never mm. like that is one thing I hate about. It's just confidence, I think maybe it is massively confidence. Mm. And this is another thing I want to talk about with the Star Boys as well. Like all of these guys that we're talking about. What, one sec, Jay. Before you move on, I want to get Topps's um five just before oh, you move yeah, on. My five. Um... <laughs> oh, did you finish? All right, go on, Elijah. You finish and then let Topps do his. I'm still coming up. Do you know what? I'm gonna go third green word. Uh... Saka, Cho, Jones. All right, fair. Uh, I'm going Foden, Saka, Cho, Greenwood, and Jones. And I feel like I feel like first of all for Jones as well, the sample size is different because he hasn't. We haven't seen as much as maybe the others we have, but I still feel he gets like a notable mention. I, I honestly think he's a, he's, he's a top player. I think he's a. I actually think he's an upgrade on Wijnaldum. To be honest with you, um, I feel like he's been thrusted into that first team a lot sooner than he probably would have thought. Um, and he's like literally, he's carried himself like pretty well in the scheme of things as well. So um, I think Saka's like, even though he's he's from over the road, I just think he's unreal. Uh, like as like Elijah said, decision making, his ability to play in different roles. Um, yeah, he could probably add goals, and he will get better. I think because he is so young. But I mean, watching him play every week, he just surprises me of how good he is. Yeah. I've always rated Cho. I think he's a good player. I think he just uh, needs a real good run. I'm, at the moment, like I feel like I'm doing a disservice to, to put in Greenwood down there, but I feel like like every young player, he's probably just going through it a little bit. Um, whilst there's parts of his game, people might be like, "Oh, we kind of know what he's about." I feel like once he fills out and he has a bit more a bit more first team football as a nine, he will come good. Like, be- well, not come good, but 
he will be performing at a high level and we all know the level of like Phil Foden as well. So yeah. I thought he was a lot better up front today, Greenwood. I think they, Yeah, he played well today, man. Like, United should just play him up front, man. You know, I, I feel for no, United sometimes, man. Like, because when you watch him, like I like, said, so, like today, United had him and Rashford on the left. But then they've got such weirdos behind. Like you had James, <laughs> James to the right, you had you had Fernandez Bruno. doing nothing, and then mm. you have like two midfielders that offer basically nil, man. So obviously they're starved. You know, Rashford and, and Greenwood are starved, and anything that they can take, they'll take. But like it's mad when you have like just someone in a little bit of increase of quality, like Pogba in there, it makes such a difference to how these men operate as well. You know, Green, mm. Greenwood's mad because they, he got he had a chance today where um, he shifted on his left, yeah. Nah, he's crazy. Honestly, got shoot. I thought yeah that was gonna slap the net. I was so I was so yeah 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 because Greenwood is literally well he's one of the, the best strikers in the world I've seen in a long time in terms mm-hmm. of coming from you. So yeah, like I feel like with Greenwood, it's only a matter of time before he does get like you said that that consistency. That's the other thing I feel like is just major in this whole debate. Like it's consistency. If you look at Trent, even Trent, we forget how young Trent is. Trent like twenty two, right? Trent getting the time that he's that he's had with Liverpool, obviously playing first team week in, week out, it's been massive for him, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I feel like with Saka, that, that's another reason why he's progressing the way he's progressing. And it's all to do with the pressure as well. Like, I know that they're relying on him now, but when he first come in, it wasn't that kind of pressure where it was like, go on Saka, like win us the game kind of thing. It was like, go out there and kind of enjoy yourself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, with Chose, inadvertently had that pressure because he was still like our our only player at one point. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. You know, I, but, I hear you. Mm. I hear you. Um, but with like, for example, now with Cho and Greenwood, I feel like when they're coming in, there's so much scrutiny like on their performances. So it's like I already feel like they're playing with some kind of like, especially under Lampard with Cho, he was almost playing like he was scared to make a mistake or he didn't want to like try and take on a man and lose the ball. And then with Greenwood, again. Lampard is a nasty for what he was. He, he, he was into Cho. Nasty, true, nasty. true, 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 true. Because was, I, I keep not, yeah, like when Cho first started, um, even under Sari in the Sari season when he was playing, you could already see like he's the way he's he was playing in that in that season was so different compared to anything that I've seen after that. It was completely different. So, like that's why even picking Saka over like Cho over Saka at the moment, yeah, in a way to myself, I'm kind of like. I know Saka's progressing more at the moment. And that's just, it's facts because he's playing more. But, but the nature is, that the facts are, they've all got 15 plus years left of their career. Yeah. And, yeah. I think and so done. much can, so much has already happened in one year, six, six months even. So what's going to happen over the, the next 15 years? It's impossible to tell. Do you know what I mean? So it's an interesting um, conversation but to have. I do um, feel like, I do feel like it's a bit unfair to put that like, even Jones in there because I, even though I feel, feel like Jones is a really good good player, I feel like when you're comparing like someone like Foden, who was just earmarked from like when it was like eight, like mm. like this guy was just was like proper wonder kid. Mate, he was going around Man City like he was like the one, like it was mad. And then you've got Greenwood, who's been earmarked since he was young, Cho earmarked since he was young as well. So like even Saka was even Saka was like he was considered as Arsenal's brightest young prospects so yeah but so was Jones so yeah I think it is right to put him up there and I feel like performances will show that he deserves to be up there Mm. he's a good player man England are truly blessed the amount of we haven't even spoke like obviously you've got players like Sancho in there as well who haven't even you know put in there it's ridiculous that 
and I, uh, is it no, Musiala chose Germany, right? Yeah, 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 he's chose Germany. Yeah, yeah. but then yeah, we we're, we're very any any Tottenham rep stops. Uh, Troy, no. Scarlet, Scarlet, you know. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to Spurs now. Tops. Um, oh, if, is it a bow remontada? Like, what's that? A couple goals today. You know, is is this is this? Uh, come on, come on, tops. T- 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 tell me what's going on with Bell, man. I want you to put your neck on the line with this one. <laughs> no, man. Like, like I know, I don't know. Like, there's a lot was said like today as well, even in the Discord. Um, I'm just happy, man, because this is a player we all, we all know his qualities. Like, there was a bit of a discussion as to whether it's fitness, whether it's maybe his confidence, or maybe he just didn't really want to. He didn't wasn't really feeling it. Like personally, I think I just don't think he's been very well conditioned. I know people might think, whoa, it's taken a footballer, a pro footballer, seven, eight months to get himself like right. But I personally just feel like he hasn't had the minutes. Like he's been playing half an hour against bums on Thursday here, 20 minutes in the league here and there. Like I just don't feel like he's had a decent enough run for him to build sort of his conditioning and get himself like physically right. Because mm. when it comes to the footballing side of things, like he's got it, man. Like that left foot, is still a wand. You know, he's very, very good technically. Um, he knows where the goal is and he's also very good at bringing other people in as well. So, as we can see over these last few games, um, his performances have got better and better. And even already now, like, him having scored two goals today, that puts him as the joint third top scorer at, at Tottenham, which is crazy to me considering um, we've only pretty much had just Son and Kane That's scoring. Joint with who? And, and Tombele. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bro. don't even remember. End of, oh, actually, I remember one goal, but I don't really remember. Yeah. So no, no. Anything. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Like, I thought he did well today. Um, took both, uh, both of his goals well. Um, and no, you know, he set up and, and scored a very, very decent assist for Kane, um, and his goal, um, just very in- instinctive, to beat the um. Beat the, beat the defenders in the offside to uh, tap in very early on in the game. So he started off right. And these kind of performances have been getting better and better over the last few weeks. So I'm kind of happy, man. In my mind as well, like I said it before, I kind of thought that he would be someone that would impact for us towards the latter part of the season. Um, and it seems to have been, it seems to be going that way. But I'm, I'm just happy that people can start to give this guy his, um, his flowers, man. He's like, he's a top pro. Uh, he's a, he's absolutely like he's a winner, and he's played at the highest level. So I feel like the, the disrespect has been very, very, very quick. Um, even though it's taken him seven, eight months to get to this point, but here we are, man. Mm. Well, it's coming at the right time for you guys, right? So because obviously, uh, was it? It was five defeats in six. Yeah, it, it was five defeats. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a bad whatever. run, um, yeah. especially yeah after last week, uh, last weekend at West Ham. We have had a bit of a bit of a disappointing one, um, so it was kind of nice to stop the rot. Albeit it was against Burnley, um, and we've got a f- we've got a decent little run in um, of games that I think this is the first of three, which I think we should really be winning. Um, so Fulham away is going to be Burnley, tough, man. We've got um, Fulham away next. And I think Palace at home after that. So yeah. Touchwood, um, we'll pick and up these points and, and push ourselves, yeah, higher up the league, man. Like. Uh, that's it for the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Arsenal. Um, obviously, we won 3-1 today, which was 
you know um pretty pretty convincing really i was i was surprised i didn't when i saw the lineup i wasn't expecting um i wasn't expecting us to get anything i thought arteta's like thrown in the towel with the league um and just thought fuck it we'll we'll you know focus everything on the europa league but yeah i was really surprised at our performance there i thought just you know going one new aside i thought we were in control practically the whole game so um yeah it was a it was a an interesting performance from us then you know like pepe got um a goal william got a few more assists five, five assists for william this season can you believe it unbelievable he makes me sick he actually makes me sick but he played really well today that's today was the best he's played in the arsenal show we're 26 games in you know yeah. um sounds about right sounds about william he's the enemy of football he that's nasty me. man like 26 games in and this is what we're getting from him. Like, I, I mean, Chelsea truly mugged you lot off, man, honestly. But um, it wasn't even Chelsea. They got him Chelsea. He's just mugged us off. We didn't give Chelsea any money for him. It's just, right, uh, Chelsea it's, even it's, offered it's, him a contract, which is, you know, interesting. It's, but... it's funny, though, he's, like, he's obviously one of these players who, like, every season, he'll go through, like, random patches where he'll play well and then you won't see him for, like, 10, 15 games and then he'll play well for a game or two and then you won't see him for another 10 games. I mean, if that's the kind of player that you're happy to... to uh, to let run then yeah do it man but today it, he, he was good today man he was good today against he was good but the bad thing is is now is that has bought him some credit and now he's going to be starting games again because uh, ESR got injured it. today so yeah. yeah is that is that a big injury I, I don't know I think they're going to assess it but um, Arteta said he didn't think it was too serious but I think ESR needs ESR has been playing so much him and Saka like Saka needed a rest today ESR has been playing so much, you know, we put a lot on these two kids. And to be fair, since um, ESR has come into the team, which was um, from Boxing Day against Chelsea, Chelsea, Arsenal are fourth in the form table, like literally on um, the same amount of points as second. I think West Ham are second, maybe. He's Um, created some of those chances, though, I swear. Um, ESR, he's up there with chances created, like since yeah, oh yeah, we, we've created so much more since the ESR's been in the team. Like since we moved to this four-two-three-one, I know, I don't know, man. It's part of me wants to buy some more stock back in Arteta, but I don't know. I need to see it over a more consistent period, man. Like it's. I, I think one thing I say about Arsenal at the moment, and I said it even like a couple games ago, like despite I think you had like, like a little hiccup against Wolves, was it? Yeah, yeah where we got um. Who got sent off? Forgot who got sent off. Uh, yeah, Leno. Yeah, Leno. Yeah, we were we were playing so well in that game up into that red card. It was just ridiculous. We've been we've been better than practically every team we faced since Christmas, except Man United game was even. I thought. Where I feel like Arsenal fans should be optimistic and, and like happy about is that you lot going forward. I think you lot have some proper chemistry now going forward, like mm. proper, and I think. If you can just sort out, it looks like you have, or you might have, with um, Aubameyang up front. If you can, that's, I think that's just like the final part of the puzzle, really, isn't it? If you can just get him back firing, making sure he does that till the end of the season, then I don't see why you lot can't even get into the top four, to be honest with you. It's too because much, man. I tell you why, I tell you why I say that is because even with us here, yeah, I know we look, we look like we're controlling a lot of, no, we are controlling a lot of our games and we're defending well. But like, what's scary for me is that we're not scoring and mm. we haven't actually got chemistry up there in terms of scoring the goals. Whereas with Arsenal, to put three past Leicester 
even if Leicester rest for Farnham in that, I still feel like they're decent in defence. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying? So, so true, Evans. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? So to put three past them, I just feel like if I was an Arsenal fan looking at that, I'd be like, if we just keep just taking it game by game, trying to outscore the opponents at least, then I feel mm. like Arsenal got a decent shot, to be fair. It's been it's been a it's been a definite change in 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 mentality and in our performance level. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I still think we're too far off top, like top four. I think we're eight points off with 12 games to go. I, we'd have to go on a crazy run and I just can't see it. We haven't put to get, our longest winning run is like four games. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see us really. Um, but, but I think you've faced a lot of the big teams. We have. We've only got yeah. Liverpool and Spurs next. Uh, no, yeah. We've got said, Liverpool, Spurs and Chelsea, I think. Yeah, we've got Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea. So yeah, so... Uh, to, to be fair, you've got like three, which is what most teams. Want but we've been all right in the big games. To be fair, like yeah. we we've not done too bad. Yeah, I saw yeah. a stat about that form table you were talking about. The Christmas Day table, you faced six of the other teams in that table. Yeah, yeah. You're still fourth in the table. Yeah, we've done all right, man. We've we've really done all right, and I think you know Erdegaard has helped. ESR has definitely helped. Aubameyang up front has helped. We're just playing like with um. We're just playing with a lot more invention and creativity now, we, you know, and God knows why I didn't go to four two three one to start he with. So you know. He's so lucky that Louise and William uh, got injured. Or yeah, he's, he stumbled upon it, essentially. Because if not, he would have been sacked right now. He's actually just he's actually just lucky because he was being such a coward. Yeah, he was. He was playing... He was playing William 10, Lacazette 10, when he had ESR on the bench. Like, he's yeah. so lucky. Like, the, 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 that's the thing that I can't respect about this whole form that you have. It's just that he stumbled upon he, he just He's just uh, stumbled upon it. And it, and it yeah, was things yeah. that we were asking him to do from... For months. For months. It was so clear for months. It was so clear for months. And then you, he, stum- he, he stumbled upon it. He even went to 4-1 versus league. And, and he mm-hmm. still didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah, even so, I remember one game where he played William Force Nine, and that was oh, against um, Man City. Man City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all thought Obo was up front, and he, he chose to play William Force Nine and and, and Obo on the left wing, getting pammed by fucking Carl Walker. Such a right. He's uh, that's yeah. That, our first half of the season, uh, our first half of this season so far was absolutely criminal, absolutely criminal, and it's cost us really and truly because we should. You know, we're we're eight points off of top four. We should really be in the the hunt for this, and we we'd be carrying good momentum going into the the end of the season. But unfortunately, I don't I don't think we're going to be able to do anything. Um, what, what about my brother Party? What about him? How's he getting on? How's he getting on? He's, do, he's do, doing bloody marvelous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would like him to stop getting fucking injured every three, four games, but you know, um, to say, yeah, he's just, I think the schedule is just pamming him, and we keep because he's so important to us, we keep bringing him back too soon. Yeah, we're like, but I, he's, I think Arteta has made like a conscious effort this time to be like, look, whatever happens, we're gonna, um, we're gonna progressively bring you back now, you know, because we can't. Mm keep getting you injured every three four games it's ridiculous so um and i think you know that every everyone's getting injuries man people are just getting pammed by this season it's just yeah the schedule absolutely. is far too you can tell me that 
Like it's probably him as well rushing himself back because before that he wasn't getting injured that much. He'd never been injured at fucking Atletico, man. And he comes here and he's a fucking crock. It's a joke. You're going to have to start putting tax on that league. Same way Naby was never injured in Germany, but... No, but that's no don't mention Naby, brother. Don't mention nah, that guy is 36 years don't old. Don't mention Naby, bro. Don't do that, bro. Don't That's do not that. lie, bro. He's 36. <laughs> I mean, we all have our skeletons in the closet. I just get so pissed off. Whenever I see that dumb play, I'm just like... Get this out, get this done out of him. Man. He's, 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 he's another one that makes me sick, man. Yeah. Um, that guy was actually better than Pogba. God, Lewis, man. <laughs> Who? Party? No, Kata. Oh, no, I didn't say he was, I didn't say he was better than Pogba. I just said he No, no, no. I said he was more I said he's more creative than Pogba. It was Dems, it was Dems and Leroy who said he was better than Pogba. Oh Lewis, that's nasty, man. It was Dems and Leroy that said he was better than Pogba, right? Take it out with them. That Pogba did that. Yeah, I, listen, I'd say I say everyone's better than Pogba. Today I said Partey is better than Pogba. <laughs> I said Sabaros is better than Pogba. Sabaros? Yeah, yeah. whoever's flavour of the month is better than Pogba for me. Sabaros on Thursday, we need to talk, we need to talk about that that performance, bro. Yeah, that was that was the, uh, naughty. That was he, naughty. He got one. hooked as well. <laughs> After that goal, he got hooked, didn't he? Yeah, he got hooked straight away. Anyway. Crazy, man. That guy was match fixed, bro. That, that oh. was terrible. <laughs> that was I, I couldn't I, I could everyone kept tweeting me saying like you know <laughs> they wanted to hear what I have to say, but yeah, man, was, dad was not pleased at all, bro. He was not pleased one bit. It was it was I can't even defend it. It was ridiculous. But you know, everyone makes mistakes, don't they? Everyone makes mistakes. You know, I remember Patrick Vieira making mistakes for Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's what it is. I've seen I've seen I've seen Pogba do similar. So they're not here to talk about that. Well, it is what it is. Um, one thing I, I, I before we wrap things up, one thing I did want to ask you guys about is, um, did you see the uh, the West Brom Brighton game yesterday? That was an incredible. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. That was phenomenal. I I can't believe. I don't think Lee Mason, yeah, should never referee a football game again. Like, what on? earth has gone on there why have you blown the whistle then and then blown it again and then like what what, what did you get did you get scared of the the, the pressure of the players like what what was it so so basically I, I think a lot of questions has to be asked to some of these referees man like a lot of questions because there's lots of like decisions that are being made and like lewis dunk put it well yesterday man like they're asking him in the interview to, the talk, to talk on it. And he's just like, I can't really talk on it. It has to be the referee. Mm. And these guys are just being, you know, they're being protected by this referees union bubble, whatever you call it. And Do you think actually, they should we be? Are, Do you think are they should? Point where we need them to be accountable, man, because there's lots of decisions that are being made. I think there was a decision last week where a team scored a quick free kick and the, the ref like clearly blew and didn't really make it clear. Um, which was like chalked off, and obviously, like today as well. I think Luke Shaw said in the post-match interview something yeah. about uh, when they queried that Chobe Hamble, oh. the, the ref basically said, "Yeah, I can't give that because it would be way too controversial for me to do that." So, uh, you know, that's if. Do you no, think he said that though? Nasty. Well, this is it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really sure if he actually said that. But... He might have, but I mean, that would be mad incriminating of yourself to say. Yeah. You know, what? I, I think. I think. Stuart Atwell, because there was a famous goal that was called the 
goal goal in the championship. I think Stuart Stuart Atwell was, was the referee then. So since then, he just doesn't like giving controversial decisions. He's a proper. He's he's a proper. Him and there's a there's one bald guy, one bald referee. Them I'm always amazed like, that people know referees' names. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. bear, bear attention to, <laughs> to football to the referees' names. Well, you know what's funny? Like, today, I, found, I bloody found out that referees have other jobs apart from, apart from being referees. Yeah, not, do they? They oh, fucking greedy cunts. They don't get paid <laughs> enough. Apparently so, they do, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, nah, what but... about 100k a year doing Premier League referee and you go fucking go work at Tesco on a fucking weekday? Nah, but yeah, like, the, like these, these referees, like, the Lee Mason one, apparently he blew the whistle to make sure the referee got to make sure the goalkeeper got back into position. And then he blew the whistle again to say to, to say the start of the free kick. And then, so why but then did he, he give the goal then? But do you know what's infuriating, yeah? Because we conceded the same exact goal against Brighton. Lewis Dunk slapped it in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, but the, the difference is, is that the referee then didn't blow the whistle for the goalkeeper to get back in goal. So basically, Dunk thought he blew the whistle to say, take the free kick. Yeah. But then he blew the whistle twice and then he ruled it out. Then because of the pressure, he gave it before VAR even checked it. So then, yeah, yeah. So then VAR check it and they're like, bro, that is... <laughs> you gave, you gave, you gave <laughs> but to be honest, yeah, I won't lie to you, yeah. Lewis Dunk is like six seven. Burn is like six seven. If they were oh, on me, I'm giving too. it. <laughs> That's oh man, no, that's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost as if, like, in his mind, he had made a decision and he realized that decision was wrong, so he decided to just go against it. Yeah, but mm. nah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and then, and then today, he apparently he was supposed to be fourth official for the Liverpool game, and apparently he was injured. Oh, injured. Yeah, yeah. One, 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 one of them toe injuries, yeah? Slapped an ice pack on there, uh, just to... Behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what, though? I do. I feel really sorry for Graham Potter because, you know, when, like... um, I, I, Listen, I don't know how you guys feel about XG and stuff like that, but nah, Brighton, so they're, like, fifth in the expected goals table in terms yeah. of, like, expected points. Yeah, yeah they're fifth. They've got the, the eighth best attack, I think they have in terms of XG. No, no, here, wait, it's um, it's actually sixth now. Sixth best attack and the third best defence. But they are uh, mm. in 16th position in the league. It's I've never seen anything like it. A team so unlucky. How are you fucking missing two penalties in a game? Getting, getting <laughs> that goal disallowed. What the hell is going on? <laughs> So you rely on Danny Robert for the bulk of your goals, yeah, then you should already know what position that leaves you in, innit? Yeah. Danny Robert, yeah. Morphe and Connolly, who are not really prolific strikers. No. Well, you lot should have taken Brewster, man. We offered him. I mean, like, they've been... They, the worst they've been so as well, because, like, I think I saw something, like, they had, in the last three games, they've had 60 shots and 20 of those on... shots, yeah. 20, 20 on, on target. target. And they've only scored one yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And they have two penalties... Two penalties and a goal disallowed. <laughs> as a Brian, crazy. it must be insane because you're watching your team pop some teams off the park. Bro. Absolutely like, pop. They're such a good they team. They play really, really good ball still. Really. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how they... Because they're probably going to lose a couple of players as well soon, if we're being honest. Like, Basuma, I don't see him staying there long as well. No. Like, Lamptey, people are starting to sniff around. Arsenal probably yeah. going to soon or something. They need a wrap. Lamptey, yeah. I think, will fake because he just signed, signed a new contract. Basuma's looking like he's off, but yeah. I think Brighton... We'll be linked to both, Basuma and Lamptey. Yeah, yeah. 
I think Brighton in general is so unfortunate because the thing with them, they're just really bad at set pieces. They they they, they concede a lot from from set pieces. But, so, but, I, but I don't know. Like one thing that I also think as well with this kind of situation is that like we we talk about, especially like in football, we talk about chance creation, but if you haven't got the quality to put those chances away, you can create as many as you want. Mm. And if you, if the ball doesn't go to, go in the back of the net, like you can do all the coaching in the world, but if you don't have the players of the, like the designated quality to put those but, chances away, you know, it doesn't mean anything really. No, no, no. But what type of quality do you need to put away the chances that Brian create? Because I don't think I understand. There was a game against Sheffield United where one person was two yards off the line and they sky it. Like Connolly misses a sitter every single game. Like it's not a joke. Every single game he comes on, misses a sitter. Mope, that's a shit striker. He can't finish for shit. Like Welbeck, we all know about Welbeck. Welbeck is probably their best striker, and that's scary. That's scary. That is like they cannot finish. Would you? Because because the way they play is so good, like the way they build from the back, the way they, the way they build through the third, like since last season, like it's been obvious that like Graham Potter's actually a really good coach, but when you're being let down every single week, yeah, it's harsh, man. Uh, do, do you think Graham Potter could get like a like? Would this be the fact that they're in sixteenth? Would that put you off uh, approaching someone like Graham Potter? Like, at what level do you think Graham Potter could coach out next? I feel like if he gets a slack of Southampton, like that type of level, I feel like it will be good. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think he's definitely up there. I think there's there, what other managers really and truly play better football than Potter? Mm. Like maybe yeah. Bielsa, but then Bielsa's kind of similar in the sense that his team create a lot of chances and they don't really score that many considering the type of where they play. They also concede a lot. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're a lot more open. Though. That's they're the thing about Brighton. Brighton are actually solid. Like, it's bare, it's bare hard to get chances against Brighton. Like, I remember when we, we played them, it was... It oh, was, yeah. The, yeah, that, that game was hard. That, 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 yeah, that, it was that, a tough game, man. Like, we had to score a couple good goals to, you know... They got bodies on the line FC at the back ball. Like, they're yeah, they, they but, do, they, but they defend well as a team. Like yeah. they're, they're very difficult to play against. Like, um, but but it's, it's just like I said, they're so bad at set pieces that you could just exploit it. Like mm. that's mm-hmm. like it, like it's so weird because they have Dunk, uh, Burn, Webster, White, and they they have a tall team, but they're just shit at the. Tammy, Tammy's going there next season, bro. They'll be all right. That might be a good <laughs> signing for them. That would be a good signing, you know, getting playing, man. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry, man. I've been looking at the players we can sell, bro. I need to sell some. <laughs> hey, listen, I, if they want Enketia, they can take him as well. Maybe, maybe even take Lacazette. Nobody wants that done, man. Brighton, Brighton going to have like four or five unwanted strikers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What you should do is just send them all to Fulham, man. Fulham are taking all them, man. Hey, that's my second team. Fulham bro. by so, yeah. Yeah. All right, lads, we'll, we'll call it a day there. Um, like I said at the start of the pod, um, if you've listened all the way through, thank you very much. But um, leave a review on iTunes. Um, post a, a comment on um, the on Twitter or on the socials using our hashtag. That'd be great. You know, join our Discord server, become a patron. There's so much you can do. If you want to do one of those four, absolutely fantastic. But make sure you do at least one of those four. Guys, um, thank you for joining me. Um, we'll be back with all the club pods next week, as well as loads of discords and stuff. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a good week, guys. Um, I'll, I'll I'll catch up with you soon. Take it easy. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.
Podcast Network.